hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Super Bowl breakdown. We're just going to dig right into it. Not a lot of Steeler notes for this one, but I am going to give you my thoughts on the big game this Sunday, and I think it's going to be an exceptional, historic Super Bowl. Um, first off, just a couple nuggets. As I mentioned earlier in the week, if you weren't listening, well, shame on you, by the way, but two of the absolute worst teams on special teams in the whole league. So if either one screws up on special teams, I think they're going to lose, you know, so Keep an eye on that, you know, botched field goals or, you know, whatever. I mean, punt blocks, whatever. I mean, I think in a close game, special teams really matters. And that's the one area of these teams that's really poor. Um, Coaching. Andy Reid's experience here, I think, is very, very valuable. I mean, a lot of Eagles played in a Super Bowl recently, but there's different coaching staff, different quarterbacks. So I do think that experience matters. But I also don't trust Reid as a game day coach, again, as a – uh, calling his timeouts and clock management and all those things. I think that stuff favors the Eagles as well as going forward on fourth downs, things like that. So those two nuggets are important to me. Um, I guess this is a little bit of a Steeler nugget. So we'll, we'll start when Kansas City has the ball. So I was listening to another podcast that was, and I've had this conversation on a lot of different fronts as well, is can you remember a quarterback, and I know Mahomes sat his whole rookie year, that came into the league and had this big an impact in his first handful of seasons. And I immediately thought Dan Marino. I mean, when I was a kid, he came in the league as I was like 10 years old. He lit the world on fire. I mean, he was unbelievable. But he only went to one Super Bowl and lost it. You know, and then on this podcast, they mentioned Brady and Ben. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, well, how about Roethlisberger? They were 15-1 and his rookie year. And both those guys, Brady and Ben, had early Super Bowls, you know, so they had rings early in their career, much like Mahomes might have, you know, and already has one. But with all respect to Brady Brady and Ben, they were not the locomotives of their team then, you know, like they're going there because of Mahomes. I mean, Brady and Ben were not throwing the ball all that much. There's a lot of games they threw 12, 15, 18 passes, handed the ball off a lot. They were young. They were developing. So Mahomes is kind of like the Marino production with the Ben and Brady wins and losses and results, which is amazing to me. And think about Brady and Ben, like by their sixth through 10th year, they were so much better than their first five years. And Mahomes just won MVP last night. I think he's coming off his best season. What if he takes a step forward like Ben and Brady did after their first five years or so? I mean, we'll have seen nothing like it. So stopping him is going to be a nightmare, obviously, for the Eagles. Stopping Kelsey is going to be a nightmare for the Eagles. Uh, I don't think they'll blitz much. I think they will get a lot of pressure. They had 70 sacks this year with, with just their defensive linemen. I think they'll try to crowd the middle of the field, take away Kelsey. They have, By the way, two the two Eagles linebackers, Edwards and White, are both free agents this year. Both to make very good stealers. They're very... Good coverage players, middle of the field players, but they're going to have a tough time, of course, with Kelsey. I would assume you're going to leave those two corners, Bradbury and Slade, often in one-on-ones down the sidelines because those Chiefs receivers are fine, not great. You know, Juju, Valdez, Scantling. I think Tyreek will be kind of missed from that regard from a Eagles game planning standpoint of, you know, we're going to leave these guys alone a fair amount. But if Mahomes extends plays, and what he's done this year is amazing, and isn't that 
he's gotten so much better at not taking sacks, either getting the ball out, throwing it away, extending it. And I always tell you guys, sacks is as much a quarterback stat as it is O-line. But you're 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 playing against a team that has the best sacks, you know, best sack t- defense in the league against a quarterback now that basically does not take sacks, which is remarkable. So leaving those guys alone certainly favors the Eagles, unless it's four or five seconds into the play as Mahomes is making people miss, throws a 60-yard bomb to Valdo Scantling, you know, four seconds into the play. That being said, linebackers, safeties, little blitz, you're going to crowd the middle of the field. You're going to crowd Kelsey. I'm sure he'll still get his. But I think, you know, in general, it's going to be a lot of crossers, slants, screens, quick hitter option routes to Kelsey. I don't think there'll be a lot of long developing pass plays. And I'm sure the Chiefs will have some success on the ground. Um, the Eagles kind of play it as if, you know, they don't want to load the box. They're going to have a lot of too high safeties. Um, when Jordan Davis is your fifth best defensive tackle, you can get away with these things. But if, if the Chiefs are averaging four yards a carry, I don't think the Eagles will change how they play. The Mahomes-Kelsey thing's obviously the biggest concern. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back, talk about when the Eagles have the ball. So looking at this from a Chiefs perspective, they have a very aggressive defensive play caller, Spagnolo, defensive coordinator. He's been around the block. He's been, you know, Super Bowls. I mean, he devised a plan against Brady and the Patriots way back when. But he's aggressive by nature anyway. I bet he's looking at this game going, if I can create a handful, three, four, five, six, seven, negative plays sacks, interceptions, strip sacks, tackles for loss. We're going to be in pretty good shape. Patty will, Patty will win this thing for us if I can create a handful of negative plays. And so I think he's going to bring the house. I mean, one thing Hurts is struggling with a little bit still is blitz. And I think he's going to leave his guys on islands a lot. They have a very young but good secondary. And one of my long shot bets is... I took Devontae Smith to win MVP at plus uh, 2,500 just because I think that he's going to get a lot of one-on-ones. Brown will get more double coverage. And if Hurts is a really good deep passer, if if Spagnuolo's – if I'm right about Spagnuolo leaving these guys on islands a lot just to generate massive big plays, unorthodox coverages, strange blitz schemes that they've never seen, two weeks to prepare – that I could see Smith and or Brown, one of them ends up with two long touchdowns and wins the MVP. I also think Goddard's, uh, my other bet is Goddard over receiving yards. I think he causes problems for these guys. But anyway, um, my fear as much as, if I'm the Eagles, obviously my fear is Mahomes slash Kelsey, but especially Mahomes. He's Michael Jordan right now. you know. But my fear, if I'm the Chiefs, is what if we can't stop the run? You know, what is this game, the Eagles get a lead, even if they don't, even if it's just close throughout the first couple quarters. And that O-line, which is the best O-line in the league, and it isn't even close, is just 
beating the crap out of the Chiefs' front. And the Chiefs don't really have nose-tackle-type players. They're built more to rush the passer because they know their offense is always going to score a lot of points. But if Chris Jones is on the sideline slamming his helmet and you know defensive linemen are yelling at each other and they're just getting pushed off the ball and hurt Sanders, Gainwell, or getting six yards a pop time and time again and are basically putting it up on the scoreboard, hey, we're going to run the same play. And Kelsey's pulling around, knocking dudes out, Lane Johnson's banging, you know, all those guys. That could make for a not entertaining Super Bowl and and not an easy, but a a dominant win by the Eagles. To me, that would be my big concern. And it could happen. And Chris Jones is a tremendous player, but I think that they're more than any team in the league can probably handle what Jones brings in terms of doubling him and trapping him and all the different run schemes they do. So that's, you know, a, a big issue to me. With the time off, no one seems to be talking about Hertz's injury. Everyone talks about Mahomes's, which was more obvious, and they haven't needed as much from Hertz. But I don't know that his shoulder is close to being right. Um, I would think that we see healthy bodies, though. You know, Juju, the Chiefs had a lot of injuries this, this past game. Mahomes, of course. I, I don't expect these guys to be overly compromised. But I do think the time off might help the Eagles more than Kansas City in that they're old dudes, the Fletcher Coxes and Brandon Grahams and Lane Johnson and Kelsey. I'm sure their bodies, after 17 regular season games and two playoff games, welcomed that time off, more so than Kansas City. So I'm looking forward to a really good game. I feel like by picking the Eagles, which I'm going to do, 32-31 Philly, that I am a lunatic because betting against Mahomes just does not settle well with me at all. You know, I mean, I really think he's Michael Jordan right now. I mean, would you bet against Jordan in NBA Finals? Um, but I am going to. And I think the Eagles run game could be the biggest factor in this thing. And the physicality on both lines of scrimmage really favors Philly. But I don't feel confident about it at all. I have the Eagles 32, Chiefs 31, and... Trust me, I'm not betting on the outcome of this game at all. I'm putting my feet up and enjoying what I think will be one of the better Super Bowls of, you know, the last 10 years. So, hope everyone has a good weekend. Over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.